Boom! All my exes live in Texas. It's one of my favorite Drake lines, but they live all over the place. Who knows where they're at? I don't know. I don't have that many exes. Just play with you. All right, here we go. Let's just Time to rock and roll. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Yeah. <laughs> all right, James, time for you to drop some heat. Drop that heat all right, all you business pros out there. Before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, drop a review, help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz, schedule your time slot. Don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we're so excited to bring yet another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. Our guest today is a sports fanatic. Football, soccer, baseball, basketball, you name it, he loves it. And something else he loves, not as physical, is math and economics. Put two and two together, and what do you got? A dope-ass business. Our guest is deeply passionate about promoting community involvement and spreading happiness through sports engagement. After graduating from the University of Georgia with a business management degree, spending time learning analytical techniques and methodologies at a Fortune 500 company, our guest launched his company with the desire to provide a safe environment for kids and adults to be competitive, enjoy time with family and friends, and just be a kid again. Tune in to hear how our guest got started and what he's doing now to help people get in touch with that inner kid and have the time of their lives. Joining us today out of Atlanta, Georgia, from Kicking It Sports, welcome to the show, Elandis Miller! Boom! James brought the heat. <laughs> Time to turn that off a little bit. All right, Turn it down, turn it down. Let's do the thing, dude. All right, so first of all, let's just start off with uh, my back's been hurting all day today. I'm a pretty womp, active womp. individual, uh, and that's just, I guess, comes with age. I don't know. Who knows? I'm not getting older, right, Ham? We're not getting older. Hell no. no not no. going to let it happen. Not going to let young. it happen. Thank you. Thank you. In the meantime, play is absolutely vitally important. We love being outside. I'm in San Diego, California. It's a beautiful 75 degrees today. Uh, you done turned a sport into a business. Tell me what that was like, uh, you know, from idea to actual implementation. Yeah. So, um, I always grew up playing sports. So like you mentioned, I love basketball, baseball, football, uh, soccer, grew up playing all of those sports and always loved to be out on a playground. Um, so what I wanted to do was like take my passions and figure out how I can, you know, turn into a business. And then that's how I came up with kicking in sports. Um, so I started uh, playing sports at the age of four. And then once I couldn't really play at the college level, you know, I wasn't like that great. I was always good enough to play like in high school level. But when college hit, I kind of played only the IM sports. And then after college, I kind of became like very sedentary. So I just would go to work, 
come home, go to work, come home. Didn't really do anything outside of that. So came with the idea. I played in a sports league, and I saw there was a few gaps that I can close up with those sports leagues. And then I came up with the pickup game um, business model through Kicking It Sports. And now we, uh, like you guys mentioned in the intro, we help promote community involvement, promote physical, social activity, and help adults tap into the inner child through backyard sports. So our main big game is kickball. And um, we also play ultimate frisbee, touch football, capture the flag. Then we also have little small games like Jenga, Uno, um, spades, card games, and things like that. So it's a very exciting time, and it's super fun being out there on the field. All right, tell I, I gotta I gotta know a little bit more about this. You said Jenga, you said Uno. I mean, these are not normally things we want to we we consider as quote unquote in the sports game. So yeah. tell me a little bit about the, the what's involved. I mean, it sounds very community. It sounds like anybody can be a part of this thing. So what what's involved? Yeah, so basically um, what is involved is people come out and they sign up uh, through Eventbrite, but it's also you can sign up and just walk in as well. Um, but basically the Jenga and the Uno is kind of like the pregame. So, you know, it's like the icebreakers is where people kind of, when they, people start uh, shuffling in, they're able to get those games started, able to like break the ice, meet new people, have some friendly competition. Um, sometimes we do little wagers. Like if you make the Jenga tower fall, you got to do 15 push-ups. So it's like fun little stuff, activities like that. And then um, once we get enough people here able to play the first couple games, we go ahead and migrate to the field and we be in those um, sport games that I mentioned before. So the kickball, the ultimate frisbee, the touch football and things like that. So it's mostly the backyard sports. We don't really play the traditional sports like the um, baseball and the football and the um, basketball. Um, we do mostly focus on the backyard sports. So um, the thought process is that um, as a kid, you always play like the backyard sports, like the tags, um, the kickballs at the uh, kickout, at the field days. So it's kind of centered around those type of activities to kind of help you reminisce into like the fun times um, back when you was like eight to 12 years old. Bro, that reminds me of like uh, family reunions. We'd go and, and just well, pretty much, dude, when you're Mexican, like every weekend is a family reunion. Like <laughs> it's always family stuff, right? But yeah. we'd go out to out to parks. Everybody would bring their wood for fire pits and yeah. have a barbecue. And you know that volleyball net went up or <laughs> kids were, you know, playing football, riding their bikes. It sounds very family friendly, like almost anybody could show up. Or, or is there like age groups or are you doing like specific events that are specific to, you know, like girls only, guys only? Uh, is it co-ed? Tell me about the, the dynamic of, of the event. Yeah, so it's definitely a co-ed. It's very family oriented, mostly focused on the adult aspect, though. So we do focus on individuals between like 18 and 35. Um, that's kind of like our biggest niche that we found out where most people, that's the age group, the demographic that usually shows up. But of course, some people have um, kids at 35 years old or 28 or whatever age they may have. So we do accept those kids to come out. So um, they also play with us. So we've had like 10 year olds come out, play with us. Of course, we just uh, let them kick the ball and run around the bases a little bit. Um, so it's definitely um, family oriented. Um, we have like the music out there with the live DJ. So it's definitely something that Everyone in the whole family can uh, enjoy. We always say that you can bring like your aunt, your grandmas, your cousins, your uncles. So anybody can really come out there and have fun. We just really want to spread like community, want to spread the joys of having fun, the joys of playing sports and just the joys of um, being together out on the field. 
right, dude. I talk to my uh, my high school seniors all the time, and I tell them, I'm like, write down whatever idea you have. We do journaling every day at the beginning of class, 10 minutes, because you might have a great idea that you're going to go home and tell somebody somebody's going to knock you down, and, and that idea at least is written on paper. It's got the the, the beginning, the planted seed of, a, of an implementation strategy, right? Yes. Uh, you put this thing together, and it sounds hella fun. Like, I'll be honest, like, you know, going to an event and playing with people and having a good time, that sounds really cool. Yeah. How did you turn it into a business, though? Like, how did you start making money off that? Yeah, so basically, we look for um, partners or vendors. So that's kind of where a bigger uh, bread comes bread and butter comes from is like vendors signing up to sell their products or services out on at our events. Um, also looking to partner more with um, people um, within the community to sell their services and products as well. So that's basically, and it also sell tickets. So, and then also selling like drinks and food and things like that. So that's kind of like the way they're looking to more monetize it um, by doing those partnerships, doing those vendors and then selling those drinks and kind of have um, other types of like, uh, apparel out there as well. So we're looking for ways to monopolize um, certain apparels uh, while out on the field or out while at the events and then looking to have those vendors pay those vending fees and also getting those um, ticket sales to help increase revenues as well. That's dope, dude. So it's and it's it's cool because whatever you're doing in whatever business, you need to get eyes on whatever your products or services are. And yep. what you're doing is really cool because the eyes are showing up for a good time. They're gonna get thirsty. They're gonna get hungry. They're gonna wanna be part of this entire event. Mm -hmm. uh, when you first started getting into it and started putting these things together, what were some of the biggest hurdles that you came across in just getting started? Yeah, so usually um, the biggest hurdle always is like marketing. Um, there's a lot of like noise and other events, but pre-COVID, um, Atlanta is a hub for events. So we have a lots of lots of things going on here in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, from like concerts, festivals. Um, we have like, of course, all the professional sports activities and other types of events going on here like every weekend pre-COVID. So trying to figure out ways that we can kind of stand out um, in the community, try to find our niche, try and be able to market to those individuals who will actually come out to the events and kind of get that value from our product and service, um, well, our service was one of the hardest obstacles. We're still playing around with different ways to market the business, um, looking to partner with more organizations within the community to help bring those other extra individuals uh, for their own niche group out to also enjoy the events. So definitely, I would say definitely the one biggest hurdle was definitely marketing and then be able to figure out what was our whole niche and who we're trying to um, serve within the community. So that was probably our top two. And then sometimes um, being able to organize all the vendors, organize. Um, so we also have a lot of performances. So organizing the performers, just trying to organize the whole entire event so that it runs as smoothly and logistically so that there's no um, big hurdles within um, those four hours that our events is taking place. It sounded like a really good idea when you first started. I'm going to just get all these people to show up and have fun and play games. And then you realize, oh, shit, there's actually work involved, right? Uh, and, and as you start with any business, you just don't know what you don't know. You're going to run into some of those problems. Like, how do you compete with these other events that are going on? You know, how do you start to overcome yeah. those things? Uh, for those people who are just getting started in, in a business and they, they have these ideas and the idea in their mind sounds amazing, right? Like everything is going to go perfectly. All these people are going to come to me and, and I'm going to make a ton of money. And then you start hitting these hurdles. What happened in your mindset and how did you kind of push through once you hit a brick wall? Yeah, I think it's just like understanding that 
with all businesses, like I've read dozens of books from like about entrepreneurs, some of my favorite entrepreneurs, like Richard Branson, um, Phil Nye, just to name a couple, um, Sam Walton, um, things like that. So those type of individuals always hit hundreds of hurdles while on their journey. So it's kind of just like just understanding that you're going to have a test within your business journey and just got to keep moving forward. That's probably one of the hardest things to do is like knowing that you have to just keep moving forward, knowing that things are going to pop up. There's always going to be one obstacle after the next obstacle. There's always going to be walls in front of you that you got to knock down. You just got to keep going. Like COVID is probably one of the biggest obstacles that we faced um, as a business. So it's still going forward, looking to host another event in the next couple of weeks. So just being able to understand that there's going to be things that pop up. You just have to be able to um, be flexible, um, adapt to your environment, be able to put your head down and understand that things are going to get better. Is at this moment, at this right moment, you got to just stay focused, look for the end that's going to be very close to happening, and then understand that your next step will be the next step to take you to where you want to go. And understand that tests are going to pop up every single day, every single month, every week, every year. So just being able to focus on that and just keep moving forward is probably the thing that helped me keep going throughout all the craziness within um, the business environment. Let's uh, let's try to sell your stuff here. So what is what is your ideal customer look like? Are we talking about, you know, a family? Are we talking about, you know, like a couple here? It's probably I, I know you mentioned the age around uh, I think you said what 18 to, to 35. Yeah. So yeah. like walk me through what what an ideal customer is going to look like and, and what the price range is going to be for that. Yeah. So our ideal customers, usually those individuals who play uh, sports um, back in like high school, middle school or in college at the college level so we found out those individuals also have like the most fun they have that like competitiveness about themselves and they enjoy being out on the field so first we look for people who um played those type of different sports at different levels um in the past and then also individuals looking to uh, meet new people so some people may not be from atlanta georgia so we found that those individuals also um are high level of being able to attend our events so individuals that are looking to meet new people may not be from georgia um looking to kind of meet new friends and kind of become part of the community i also found out that in the people who um usually enjoy like outdoors are also of course uh, one of our main customers so that's three right there another point that also we notice um within our demographics are individuals who um, still out playing who kind of enjoys like the live music, the live, like the live energy type activity. So, um, of course, so individuals first who played sports in the past, um, individuals who have that competitiveness, those people who enjoy the outdoors and those people who love like the live energy from being around other people. And then also people who want to kind of get outdoors who, so, um, who basically have like gym memberships, who um, like to work out, who like to exercise, who take walks throughout the day, throughout the weeks, and those type of people. So we look for those those people right there. And then, of course, we get those individuals have friends or family members that they invite to the events. And then we all get together and we have a pretty good time. And the prices usually range um, between uh, $15 to $30, depending on if you get the, um, the sales that we offer for the event. So that's usually how the price range goes. And then we also sell... Uh, vendor tickets and our vendor prices vary based on the tiers. Um, so we're playing around with those type of tier pricing, uh, ranging from about fifty to um, two hundred fifty dollars, depending on the location of the vendor. All right, dude. I remember. I remember. 
Is it? I think I got an echo on your computer. There we go. Uh, so I remember doing an event um, that I was a participant in, and it was pretty epic, dude. I mean, we showed up. Uh, well, first of all, what, what was what was enticing was we we're gonna have a tomato fight. So I was like, that is already epic. I'd never done that before, I right? Heard about that one before. Dude, that one was dope. So we show up, uh, and it's an enclosed event. It was a twenty-one and up event, so they had like a beer garden. You could pay, you know, ahead of time to have drinks or whatever ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after that, they usher everybody into this like gated area and they throw the tarps off and it's a bunch of tomatoes just like mounds of tomatoes and then they blow the whistle and then and then that just becomes a war dude everybody just starts throwing tomatoes at each other smashing them on each other's heads wow. but it was an epic awesome event and then after that they had like photographs and you're like taking pictures with you know backdrops of all the sponsors or whatever but yep, yep. you're covered in tomatoes it was disgusting it was it was horrible but it was an awesome event uh, and I'm, I'm wondering when you're putting together some of these events, are they themed? Are they themed like this is the main type of, of thing that we're going to be doing? Is it like a kickball tournament? Is it like, you know what I mean? Like, is, does it have specific themes? Can we go in and, and, uh, have like preferred vendor type things where we get to try sample or, you know, whatever it is that they're, that they're selling, that they're doing, um, wh- walk me through what, uh, like if I'm going to go to an event, what does it look like? What does it feel like? What am I expecting? Yeah. So we have been playing around with some, um, theme type. Um, events we haven't really uh got into it too much so i know one event right before COVID, it's pretty sad it was gonna be like our taco um and tequila theme event so that was gonna be like our march 2020 event and then like the week before our event of course everything kind of shut down um but yeah we definitely yeah. Have played around <laughs> it was a sad days for all businesses around the world for sure um so of course we've been playing around with different type theme events so looking for like maybe um your favorite like '90s uh, T-shirt, your favorite '90s mm. characters events, um, tacos and tequila. We're looking to do that again in the near future for sure. Um, looking for maybe like Halloween costume type um, events back in October. So we're looking for different ways to get people excited. Different things are definitely exciting. And of course, in the summertime, um, a water fight has been something that a lot of people, similar to your tomato, I don't think is as messy though, but um probably just as fun having like water balloons water guns and things like that to kind of keep everyone cool out in the summertime so we've heard a lot of suggestions about having like a water theme event um maybe like a water slide where you kind of like a i forgot what they're called um when you like slide on the slip and slide i think that's what they're called a slip and slide right there man that's, <laughs> that's exactly it so yeah definitely have been hearing some um, suggestions from our players our previous players that things that we can do to kind of get people more enticed to come in keep people um to return to the next events and things like that for sure and how many people are expected at the any particular event that you have is this like a you know like 50 people are we talking like thousand people like what, what do we expect yeah so we expect mostly like 50 to 75 people um i wish we could get to the hopefully we get to like the 150 that's kind of like my number that i want to get and i'm looking to do it like we usually start from 3 p.m to 7 p.m so it's like a four-hour event um but i really want to do is kind of start a little bit earlier maybe like 11 a.m and have different um things and different activities throughout the whole entire day and with that we can probably focus on like 150 people to 300 people um depending on the park and the location and like those type of restrictions and the capacity so um, right now it's about 50 to 75 people that we you expect to uh, meet up throughout the entire event um we first get in like i like i mentioned before is you kind of play like those icebreaker games um we have the announcements of like what we'll be playing you have the jenga the uno um the connect four to kind of you know mingle amongst amongst yourself and then after like the 30 minutes first 30 minutes of the event 
you can expect to get out on the field to play either the kickball game, um, which is our um, milestone event. And we usually have about 30 people um, participating in that, while other people may be up at the pavilion area, still playing other games, listening to the music. They may be eating the food. It just depends on uh, what is going on, their own personal preferences. Um, then after the first event, we kind of take a quick little break, 15 to 20 minutes. Um, then we get on to the next event. And then after that, we look to have our um, live performances performed, usually like local um, Atlanta artists, um, like underground artists, usually like five to uh, seven uh, performances um, out on the on, out, out at the field at the event. And then we get to playing our next last event. And then we start wrapping up and get ready for it to end and shut everything down. And just thank everyone for coming. It's kind of like the high level outline of how the events go. No, that's cool though. That's cool. It sounds like a fun time. Like, dude, dude for 15, 30 bucks, right? Yeah. Maybe double it if you're taking a date out there, right? To have a good time. It sounds, I mean, that's a good day. Like, you're having a, you're, you're going to be tired by the end of it. Yeah. You're going to have all this sun, all these great endorphins, all kinds of memories with new types of people. Great networking event. Yep. So, what are the biggest struggles with marketing this right now? What, what's, what's the, what, what are the hurdles that you need to overcome on the marketing and advertising side? Yeah, mostly just probably just getting myself out there more, getting the business out there more, um, looking for ways to um, be physical in the physical space. So one strategy that I try to do is kind of look for the community that I want to um, pursue. So like how I said, the demographics earlier. Um, so what I've done is like join different sports leagues myself so I can kind of um, get within those communities and be able to talk about um, of my business and meet those individuals who will be interested in playing at the events. Um, so looking for doing things like that more, looking to become a vendor at other events, looking for ways that I can um, like attend like different 5Ks, 10Ks, where I can just uh, promote myself in the business. So looking for different ways to do that from the marketing perspective. And then of course, doubling down on like social media, um, building my uh, email list up and things like that. So uh, that's the type of strategies that we've been doing so far, but looking to kind of like increase it as we go uh, throughout the future. All right. You said March 2020 was going to be tequila and tacos. I mean, tacos what a combination is that, right? That would have been awesome. Then you had a whole year of people locked up pretty much in their homes, not being able to do anything. Walk me through what COVID was like and how you came out of it. Yeah, so COVID was definitely um, pretty hard. Uh, in Atlanta, I know a lot of things shut down um, probably like from March to about like July, August 2020. So what we tried to do was host an event in October 2020, but we didn't really have that much success with that because uh, people were still, you know, COVID was still around. People were still wasn't as comfortable um, doing events. So Basically, we just kind of focused on different strategies that we can do when getting back. So what I did was look for event planners. I started kind of trying to figure out ways that I can make the events better for 2021. So that included um, looking for event planners to help out, looking for vendors, performers um, here in Atlanta. So just like building up that database of individuals who I can reach out to. So when that time comes, um, then we'll be ready to hit the ball rolling. So that's kind of what I did focused in 2020 um, during the shutdown. And then personally, I started other projects. So I launched like a, a course of like how to start a business with less than $500. So I kind of did like other type of um, projects on my own while kicking the sports was kind of slowing down to just kind of keep everything going, keeping my mind uh, moving and keep learning and th things like that. 
Where do you see it going in the next few years? I mean, now things are starting to open up. A lot of the country is completely open. I'm in California. We got a T minus one week almost exactly before we have the same type of open uh, okay. policies that other states. So what's what's gonna what, what's in the plans here for this this upcoming year? Yeah, so looking to definitely, I know a lot of companies who've been around like stuck inside for so long. So what I want to do is start focusing on like B2B, um, B2B models. So looking for companies to kind of host events for us. So I know like for a company I used to work for, um, everyone's working remote for like the last year and a half. I haven't seen my coworkers in a year and a half. And we should do like fun time events every month. So we like miss those type of activities. So what I would like to do um, in the near future is to host events for companies, um, those companies that are like very invested in the health and wellness um, of their employees, those companies that are looking to kind of bring that community back together after being remote for so long. So definitely that's one of my highest priorities is looking for ways that we can host events for organizations, for corporate uh, companies, um, and also our local community organizations like Boys and Girls Clubs, uh, YMCAs, and those type of local organizations as well. So if people want to get a hold of you to work with you, to put together some of these events, to be a sponsor, um, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, so you can definitely follow our social media. I know you have it popping up in and out. So Kicking It Sports underscore on my website, www.thekickingitsports.com. Um, all of my information is on the website and also on, on social media. And we also have a Facebook page um, that is the facebook.com slash sports. So you can reach out to me in those type of ways. And then we're looking for, always looking for uh, future partners, um, individuals to work with in the long term to kind of, you know, increase our range of our customer as well as well as promote our values and mission of you know, helping adults have a their child. So that's kind of the best ways to um, reach out to me. You can also email me. Um, you can also text me. I think my phone number is also on there. So any way possible to reach out to me, I'm super responsive, like DMs, emails. I always try to respond within like 24 or 48 hours. So it's pretty easy to reach me if you want to um, figure out ways that we can partner, figure out ways that I can sponsor one of your events. So we're looking for different ways to different opportunities to definitely get ourselves out there more. So uh, normally I would ask something like uh, if you could go back and tell your younger version of yourself what to do. Uh, but I'm going to sh- I'm going to shift it a little bit this time. Okay, okay, okay. You hit the pause button. COVID hit the pause button on your business. You essentially get to restart, right? Yeah, so yeah. What, what mistakes did you make the first time around that you're not going to do this time around that you know that you learned a lesson from? Uh, yeah, so I think the first thing that I made a mistake on is like trying to find not having like great partners. So definitely want to figure out the best way to partner up and get help. Um, I'm trying to do it all by myself at the very beginning in 2017. And that didn't really, you know, work out too well. So <laughs> looking for um for individuals who have like the same mission or like the same values as I do. Um, I think that's probably one of the biggest things. So I know like learning throughout business, like going for business school, um, reading about great people. There's always a team of individuals who kind of help create the vision of the whole business. So I'm looking for um, finding ways that I can reach out to those individuals, um, partner with those individuals who have similar interests and values as I do to help me kind of create the vision that I'm looking for within the business. So I think that's probably the biggest thing I would say um, that I'm working on right now for 2021. 
Man, you need to take advantage of some Facebook ad marketing. You need to start targeting some stuff, really, really zoning in. You should need to be hitting up your existing database. I mean, you probably, you did a few events, so I know you got an email database of people. Like, that's that's where the targeting is going to come in to hit specific individuals. Uh, dude, you're doing a, a great thing. I mean, you always hear things like the NFL doing, you know, the play, uh, the 60 minutes a day type thing where, you know, get your ass outside and run. Uh, it's something that the world has missed this weekend. We, uh, well, well, yeah, this weekend we had my son's birthday party and it was oh, cool to have, uh, just people around and yeah. be able to be outside and hang out with it. We went to the beach, uh, this weekend for another event and there was just people out there riding their bikes swimming in the ocean i mean doing all kinds of great stuff the yeah. world is opening up dude and and uh i'm, I'm excited that uh, of all the kinds of cool things that that you're putting together because it's 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 important man you know i'm, I'm literally dealing with back pain today but that's not my normal day-to-day normally i'm i'm good because i i keep myself healthy i keep myself fit i keep myself uh, at least in a point where where athletics is important you can keep going forward yeah uh, in your life uh, lastly, as we you know close this stuff out in your life, how would you feel if we had to continue without the ability to go outside and continue to do out- the, the outside stuff? How much of that of that lifestyle influences you in everything you do? Yeah, I was definitely going crazy like the first uh, month of COVID restrictions because like I'm definitely an outdoors type of person. When I get inside, I don't like being stuck indoors for too long. Um, so I definitely had to figure out ways to get around it. So I would just like go on walks around the neighborhood, um, hit the park where there's no one's there, just like walk around the field. Um, so I'm definitely an outdoors type of person. I still do walks right now a few times a week because I don't like sitting down for too long. Um, I try to like get the sun, get that vitamin D that is so essential um, to our lives from the sun. So I love being outdoors. I love um, being active, running around, walking around. Um, So it was definitely hard for me at the very beginning to stay inside and not be able to go anywhere. I found myself going to the grocery store like three times a day just so I could have an excuse to get outside. (laughs) I forgot something unconsciously, but you know, I really forgot it on purpose because I can go back. Yep. I feel you, dude. I feel you. I remember I do that. I was like, oh, I'll do the grocery shopping. No problem. Yeah. Oh, you forgot milk. I got you. I'm going to go get it, dude. It was real quick and easy. Hey, but I, I hit up a, a buddy of mine or my brother. Hey, dude, what are you doing? Want to go to Walmart? All right, let's go. <laughs> it was yeah, Walmart was like a new club. Walmart and Kroger <laughs> is like the place to be because that's all you, that was the only thing that was open to buy groceries. So, um, yep. Yep. so that's, that's kind of how it is. It's, it definitely affected me a lot and it still does. Like, I just grew up um, always playing sports since the age of four, being outside, like having friends, even like playing tag and like manhunt in the summer times, like um, and when school was out. So I've always been that person who was outside from, from like, cause sometimes it gets really hot in Atlanta, so we kind of avoid it at four, until like 4 p.m. But I'd be outside from like 4 p.m. to like midnight, just hanging out with my friends, playing basketball, um, playing a hide and go seek manhunt. So it was those kids out in a park or in a neighborhood in the cul-de-sac just doing a whole bunch of different stuff, having fun. So it's definitely how I grew up. So it's definitely how I still live today. <laughs> same, man. Same. That's how we grew up. Jump on your bike. Jump on your rollerblade. Just get out there and do what you need to do. Come home when the lights come on. That was about <laughs> it, dude. All right. Well, hey, man, thank you very much for coming on the show today and sharing uh, sharing your story. Look, ladies and gents, here's what it comes down to. You need to move. 
Like, exactly. you know, I know there's a lot of us out there who put on that COVID weight. Now it's time to get that COVID weight off. And the best way to do it is just to go out and have fun with people. Go out, move your body a little bit, eat a little less because you're not at home where the refrigerator is easily accessible and move a little more. If you're outside having fun with your friends, go to uh, thekickingitsports.com, thekickingitsports.com. If you're in Atlanta, check out the events that are going on because it's like, it's like, you know, there's so many things that you could choose from. This is one option and it's a good option. 15, 30 bucks and you can go out and have some fun all day long. All right, ladies and gents, that's all we got for you guys today. Thank you very much for being on the show and we'll see you guys manana. Peace. And we're out, chill. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.